From the time we're born, we need help. Early on, it's our parents or grandparents or a loved one who guides us, feeds us, and shelters us. They love on us. They encourage us. As we get older, though, we want independence. We want to make our own decisions, and we want to live our life on our own terms. Now, as entrepreneurs, we're no different. The day that we decide that working for corporate America no longer serves our spirit and we leave, we think, yes, we're free. But are you really? Hey, my friend, welcome to this episode of Mindshift Monday. I'm the host of the Mindshift Podcast, and I'm excited to have you here for this final installment on this special series that I've been doing called The Five Big Mistakes That Keep Entrepreneurs From Everything They Want. It actually leads them to overwhelm, stress, frustration, and really having them contemplate whether becoming an entrepreneur was even the right thing for them. If you're new here, I'd invite you to go back and start with episode 112, then go to 114, 116, 118, and I'm excited to have you here for episode 120. You don't have to stop and go back now. Just go ahead and check those other episodes out after you finish up today. Again, if this is your first time here, welcome. And after you listen today, if you enjoy what you hear, obviously we've got a lot of episodes. We typically do interview shows. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for another great interview. We started doing MindShift Monday early in 2022. The feedback has been fantastic. And I want you to go ahead and hit the follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening so that you never miss an episode. Don't get me wrong, I know that there's a sense of freedom the minute you decide and take the leap of faith to become an entrepreneur. The freedom to call your own shots, the freedom to grow your own business as you choose, the freedom to get outside of the restraints of your creativity, your drive, your hustle, your determination from what corporate America brings to it. But what gets lost sometimes is the gratitude of what a mature company provided you when you had a great job there. It provides the structure that we get accustomed to. It provides boundaries that we must adhere to. Inside those boundaries are where we use discipline to get the job done in a timely manner. It was inside those structures that many of us excelled. However, a visionary like you and I, once we had a dream to build something and create jobs, build a lifestyle for our family, have the freedom we wanted to make as much income as we wanted, to travel where we wanted, to live a life the way we wanted, and solve a problem in the marketplace, we had to start our own thing. But let's not forget that that job found you, and you found it. But now, you're all alone. You are on your own. And in what I've learned, and what in many of my clients have told me, and what I'm constantly talking to people about is it turns scary real fast. Not scary because you're afraid, but scary because you realize that it's all up to you. There's nowhere to turn when it's not going right. There's nowhere to turn when sales are down, customers aren't being served at the highest level. There's nowhere to turn for help because you're at the top. And sometimes it can feel lonely up there. Can I get an amen on whatever day it is you're listening? <laughs> but if I know anything about you, right, you're a driver. You're a go-getter. You're a goal-driven person. You're the person that gets the call to get things done. Thus, you're an entrepreneur, right? 
you know how to figure things out. The ability to figure it out is what has actually gotten you here. But that same ability to figure out, I often say, is one of the biggest traps of an entrepreneur. You know, I remember times staying up late, working through a challenge early in my entrepreneurial days. And listen, I'm not going to say that it's never happened in the last 20 years or even 10 years or even five years. I think we all have to be reminded of this message today. But, you know, I would stay up late and then I remember solving whatever the problem was and I'd be like, yes, I got it figured out. The problem (laughs) was it was at three o'clock in the morning (laughs) and I had to be back up at seven for the next day. However, it still felt like a victory, but at the same time, it was a loss because too many days like that led me to a point of my most frustration and quite frankly, despair. I talked about this recently on a show that uh, I will share with you when it comes out. And I was asked about my point of burnout. Like when in my career did I hit the ultimate point of burnout? And it was at this moment, it was in a scenario just like this, when I knew I was capable, I knew I was mentally strong, I knew I could do it, But I woke up to the fact that I was just doing it the hard way. And to kind of think about other industries where we're not talking about entrepreneurship, we look at every great athlete, every great musician, every great actor, they all have a coach. Not just someone to tell them what to do, but they're there to look at what they're doing and offer strategies, advice, and counsel to keep them moving towards their goal. If you know anything about me, you know I'm a huge sports fan. I draw a lot of analogies from the world of sports, both as a player, as a coach, as a super fan, and I've really mapped the ideologies of sports to the world of success as an entrepreneur. I'm a huge fan of Tiger Woods and also Kobe Bryant. So Kobe Bryant, who passed away several years ago, played for many years under Phil Jackson, who you may also know coached Michael Jordan. And I'm in awe of how Phil managed and coached those teams with a different dynamic of players to be as successful as they were. You could say, yeah, well, they had Michael in Chicago, and you could say, well, they had Kobe in LA. But I took it another step further, and I began to study Phil Jackson because it intrigued me How can a coach, a human being, with all of the variables and dynamics to not win just one championship with one team, with one set of players, but you do it over and over and over again in one system, in one franchise, and then you're able to repeat it years later with a totally different set of players, dynamics, different game speeds and gameplay. So I began to study his demeanor his behavior, his energy. Obviously, I wasn't fortunate enough to sit down and interview him back then during these days, but I was so intrigued by the leader that was him. I was watching as a student trying to absorb what it was like to coach superstars as well as role players to reach an ultimate goal. To me, it was just unlike anything I'd ever seen from another coach, from times that I played to games and the ways I coached and when I worked in youth leagues or even through the coaches I'd watched through TV. And as an athlete myself, I recognized the role of a coach on the field. I wouldn't 
have excelled the way that I did without many of the coaches that looked over me and watched me and taught me and corrected me and pushed me to be my best. And what I saw in Phil Jackson as he coached those two great players and the games that they played, both in the ones that they won and lost, was that he really came across to me as a master strategist. I saw him as someone who had a system. I saw someone who settled into each moment, knowing his team knew what to do, and he was there just to remind them if they moved outside of the game plan too far. I learned that he introduced meditation to his players, which earned him the name the Zen Master amongst both his players and his peers. And many of his peers shunned the idea of meditating before the game. And what I've learned through reading his book and some other things is that he just didn't care. I wonder if they think it's crazy now after seeing how many championships he's won in the rings that he has. So there was this day I attended a three-day event, and then I signed up for coaching. And I felt really certain that things were going to change for me. It was actually, you know, during that time of burnout, it wasn't the minute that I made the investment that I immediately turned my situation around, but it was because I knew that there was going to be someone else who had skin in the game to help me succeed. They weren't going to do the work for me. They weren't going to give me the exact step-by-step playbook. They were literally going to just show me what others in my shoes had done to be successful. They were going to give me the shortcuts, if you will, the hacks, but they were really going to guide me in the right direction. And, you know, in truth, that's what we want as entrepreneurs. Like, we really love the idea of figuring things out, but it would be helpful if we could get a little nudge left or right to keep us on track. None of us wants to take the long road to success if there's a faster, with less stress, and with more certainty path of travel. And I particularly love certainty. I think the vast majority of the human race wants things to be certain. We want things to be known. We don't want surprises. The problem with entrepreneurship, though, is nothing is certain. (laughs) So here's the good news. We can use a plan that has worked for others. We can adapt it to the way that we work, our industry, our business model, and we can make the tweaks necessary for our situation to speed things up. I want to share with you that since 2002, I've had a paid coach, a mentor, uh, an advisor. I've been in mastermind groups that I have been belonged to, and I've invested tens of thousands of dollars, even though on the outside, it looks like, oh, yeah, Daryl's got it all figured out. The reality is I'm not that smart, but I am smart enough to know where to go find the help. One of the rooms that I'm in today, a mastermind, has a group of 17 CEOs and business owners in it, seven and eight figure. My company makes the least of all the companies in the room. Most in the room are headed towards the upper eight figure range. Several are headed for nine. And yeah, it gets uncomfortable sometimes. It gets uh, tough when I'm called to accountability. And yes, I get pushed. It's not because we're in competition with each other. It's because they want me to crush it and they know what my full potential is, and they know that I'm not at it. And that doesn't mean we're not doing well. We're doing very well. Never once, though, have I left one of these meetings, whether it was virtual or in person, with less than one new game-changing idea, and we only meet once per month. These ideas will be relevant in some way or meaningful in my business, whether I need it now at that moment or sometime in the future. I can't imagine where my career would be without people coaches, mentors, advisors, and masterminds who did 
uh, something in advance of my journey and then decided to create a container or an environment to share what's worked, what didn't work, and what nuances could help you get a breakthrough and then curate a room of like-minded people. It really is thoughtful. I was really most impressed with a program that I joined between 2005 and 2008, and it started as a behind-the-scenes look at an industry leader's business. At that time, he was doing about $3 million in business per year and personal income for his business. He decided uh, to open up his office in Bellevue, Washington, to spend two private days uh, with a group of us, top performers, and him and his team. They literally showed us everything, how they did it, how it worked, every single play. Better yet, he licensed us to use all of his tools and materials and sales scripts and ops manuals and all of that good stuff. I mean, I thought it was ridiculously expensive at the time, but I knew he'd done things that I'd only begun dreaming about. What was most interesting was he didn't have to do any of this. He was already making $3 million per year in personal income. He wanted to help those of us, though, who were committed and who took action to get the breakthrough that we needed. I just loved his uh, living from abundance mentality. And, you know, listen, I've been blessed in my career and I've had some hard breaks and I've had to get a lot figured out along the way, but it is not without the help of those who I've been a part of as far as their coaching and mentorship. You know, right now for me, it's time to help those entrepreneurs who recognize the same thing that I did back then, that there's no sense in doing this alone. There's no sense in trying to figure it all out your own way. And there is a quote-unquote an inside scoop. There's a set of shortcuts. There's a set of playbooks and the help from someone who's done it. And I'm ready to invest some time in individuals, some entrepreneurs who are ready to grow and who want the help of a coach. So here's the invitation. If I offer to share with you my strategies, playbooks, tools, templates, scripts, all the good stuff to double your sales, your leads, build duplicatable systems in your marketing, sales, and operations part of your business, help you build a superstar team so that you really could start having some of the freedom that you deserve, would you want my help? If so, visit mindshiftcommunity.com. Once you sign up, you'll receive an email from me, reply back with an email, and I'll explain more of the details. I hope you have enjoyed this series. I'm excited to have you here. Hit the follow, hit the subscribe button if you want to get more content from us here. And I hope you have a great day. Check out tomorrow's interview. I'll see you there.